0: Hey hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Leveling the Playing Field, where we expose delusions, fallacies, and misunderstandings about markets, investing, and risk. I'm Ken Goldberg, and I've spent the last 40 years immersed in the world of investing and trading, from Wall Street firms to Chicago Options Trading Floor. I've founded and sold three hedge funds, won the World Cup Trading Championship, and my insights have been highly sought after as the most read outside contributor at thestreet.com. In this podcast, it's just you and me. We're going to dive into topics that most people don't understand, and if they do, They're following a myth rather than a truth. So hang on and let's get started. Today's topic is this concept called TINA. T-I-N-A. There is no alternative. And TINA is not our friend. TINA is a concept that comes out at the end of a bull market. In other words... At the beginning of a bull market, or at the end of a bear market, like in 2009, nobody wanted to have anything to do with the stock market. That's because the stock market had just crushed them in the past two years. In fact, if you remember, the entire financial system of not just the US, but many other countries around the world nearly imploded. So, stocks had caused most people's wealth to fall by 50, even 75%. So at that time, nobody wanted the stock market. And in fact, at that moment in time, when risk was already out of the market, having just crashed, that was a Tina moment. That is when there really was no alternative because the risk was gone. At the all-time highs in 2007, most people thought that was the Tina moment. They thought that was when stocks were the only place to be invested, maybe houses as well, because they kept going up every day, which means that Our 401ks were going up and our net worths were going up and banks wanted to lend us more and more money because of our increasing wealth in the stock market. So at that time, we thought it was a Tina moment when there is no alternative. But in fact, there was an alternative. The alternative was to exit the stock market, to take some money off the table and to seek other forms of investment or just put our money into t bills which may not have been yielding very much interest but at least they didn't fall 50 to 75%. Remember the S&P 500 fell 50% from 2007 to 2009 but the Nasdaq fell much greater. Same thing in 2000 to 2002 the Nasdaq fell 78% while the s p fell 50%. So the alternative was to keep your money safe, but nobody wanted to hear about it because everybody else was having too much fun. And here we are again with the common belief and the desire for everyone to be friends with this thing called TINA. Again, T-I-N-A, there is no alternative, but in fact, the same situation is brewing there are now, unlike 2007 and unlike 2000 itself, there is an alternative because interest rates have skyrocketed so high so fast that there is a risk-free alternative to the stock market. For instance, you can buy a one-year CD now for 5 or 5.5% five and, and have no risk to your principal. So The same is also true in very short-term government bonds like T-bills. T-bills are very short-term instruments that the government has available for us to invest in, to buy, and they typically run in 90-day increments or 180-day increments, so three to six months. Sometimes you can go out one year. And if you do go out a year, you can also get mid 5% for zero risk to your capital if you believe that the government is not going to default on its shortest term, most highly valued securities. And the chances of that are not zero technically, because as we just saw at the debt ceiling talks, had they not come to an agreement, there was a chance that the US government was going to default on some of their obligations. It was not going to be the short term T-bills. You can be sure of that. So again, back to this myth of TINA, there is no alternative. It's similar to the myth of FOMO, fear of missing out, F-O-M-O, FOMO. And they often work together especially when markets are rising like they are now. Tina is the best friend that we're all supposed to have that keeps us invested in the stock market. Every time there's a decline, we're supposed to think about Tina and buy the dip. And we were supposed to buy the dip because of our FOMO, our fear of missing out. And the issue there is that just like... We warned about in late 2021, when the NASDAQ and the Russell 2000 peaked, and in the first week of 2022, when the Dow and the S&P peaked, it's better to choose the alternative of no risk than the potential for more return. Sometimes the return of your money is more important than the return on your money. That's a very famous Wall Street adage, and it continues to come back to haunt us when we always think that return, return, return is the only thing that matters, so that we cannot take profits because what if we miss out? And that idea, that myth, coupled with the myth of Tina, there is no alternative, is what gets us in trouble. So for instance, While the NASDAQ recently has had a great couple months of rise, it's not at its all-time high from a year and a half ago, nor is the Dow, nor is the S&P, and nor is the Russell 2000. In fact, there is no stock index, even ones as specialized as the semiconductors, which were the hottest of the hot. There's no index that is anywhere close to its all-time high. So again, here's this idea of Tina, this fallacy that the only thing to do is to put your money in the stock market and buy every dip is in fact dangerous. Why is it dangerous? Because now we don't have any reason in our minds, in our short-term memory, to be careful, to take profits, to reduce risk. And when we're all in, when all of our money is exposed to the stock market, Be it our pension plans, be it our 401ks or our side investments, just our regular investment accounts, because there's no alternative. What happens is we're so exposed to the market and the risk that the alternative is disaster. And that is what we really deny. And we don't want to acknowledge when the markets are rising. So even though the markets have been rising since October and November of 2022, now six, seven, eight months, even though they've been rising since those crash bottom, they're not near their all-time highs. Yet our attitude, our complacency, our fearlessness is exactly at the same level as it was and they were at the all-time highs. So even though we're not at the same price and we're not at the same wealth that we were in late 2021 early 2022 our our attitudes of fearlessness of risk aversion and of this concept that the fed will continue to bail us out is as manic it's as irrational it's as irrationally exuberant as alan greenspan Coined that we're about to potentially suffer another decline, and it could be a big one. And that is because we don't believe that there's anything to fear. And that is because we've been sold on this concept of Tina. There is no alternative. What we really need to understand, what we really need to consider is that there's always an alternative. There's an alternative to risk, By taking less of it. There's an alternative to the wrong asset classes by looking at other asset classes. So what would be an alternative to stocks? Well, oftentimes people look at bonds. That's a little bit risky because bonds have begun a multi-year interest rate rise, which means that bond prices are going to continue in a multi-year price decline. So the alternative of stocks now is not bonds because bonds are risky as well. What are the other alternatives? Some people say, well, what about gold? If the markets are going to fall, there's the alternative in buying gold. Well, that's a great idea, but gold has recently gotten to the same all-time high that it reached a couple of years ago. So the time to have purchased gold, invested in gold, was a year ago when gold was at 15 and 1600 dollars an ounce not now when it's at 2100 dollars an ounce because the move has already occurred so that's again not an alternative to stocks well what about housing well in the past a lot of people used to say well I don't touch the stock market it's too risky I just buy houses well that is an interesting attitude, but the problem is, is there's no concrete evidence. There's no correlation, or in this case, inverse correlation that shows that every time stocks go down, housing prices go up. Sometimes stocks go down, housing prices go up. Other times, stocks go down, housing prices go down. In fact, in 2006, we know that the housing And real estate market peaked and rolled over and declined and then pulled the stock market down because everybody was cross leveraged, having borrowed money from their houses to buy stocks. So when their houses started to decline, their bankers called their home equity loans and secondary mortgages, and people had to then sell stocks in order to cover the loans, which meant that both housing prices and stocks were going down at the same time. In fact, even though the stock market bottomed in 2009, housing prices continued to fall through 2010, 11, and 12. So again, thinking that the alternative to stocks is housing and real estate is a fallacy. That is not a correlation that you should be banking about. What about Bitcoin? Again, people used to say, As the markets were rising into 2020, 2021, that look, Bitcoin and the stock market are going up together. And that was interesting. And we brought that out because Bitcoin was thought to be the digital gold. So if one theory says that when the market may turn down, you want to be in gold, That would also lead to the belief that you'd also want to be in Bitcoin. But as we saw, Bitcoin peaked as the NASDAQ and the Russell 2000 peaked in late 2021, and Bitcoin crashed twice as much as any stock market index did into 2022. The NASDAQ fell 38% from high to low, and Bitcoin fell 70%. So again, there's no correlation either positive or negative, that's consistent, that shows that when stocks go down, Bitcoin is the place to put your money. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. So what else is there? Well, each time we have to look for the alternative. While we might think that there's no alternative, there's a Tina situation, It just means that at the very moment in time, there might not be an alternative. And when there's no alternative and the question becomes, stay in at full risk or find something else, the else can be no risk. So instead of full risk, the alternative is no risk. Therefore, it made sense in uh, 2021, early 2022, when interest rates were almost zero, bonds were at their highest highs ever, that as interest rates were about to rise, the bonds were also not the alternative to be in to stocks, which was very bothersome to most people, which is why everybody got so hurt in the first leg down of their bear market, because there was no clear place to move your money out of stocks. Again, there is now, and the alternative is an interest rate vehicle, a CD that's paying five plus percent, a treasury bill that's playing five plus percent. So there is an alternative. So again, today's myth that we're busting, today's fallacy that we're uncovering is this idea of Tina, that there is no alternative to the stock market. There is. And you have two of them now. First alternative, exit risk, which is what the stock market is. If you don't believe that the stock market is nothing other than a risk arena, then you don't understand the stock market. Sometimes the risk is low and it is definitely beneficial to put your money into it. Other times when the risk is high, it is detrimental to be in. And the only place to reduce that risk is to move out there's not always a great place to move out. So sometimes we have to move out to a place where the only benefit is that we're no longer at risk. And that is kind of where we are again, except for there is now the alternative of CDs and T-bills. So for instance, Here we are with the stock markets, the indices having just risen for eight or nine straight months from the fall of 2022. In the fall of 22, the risk was much reduced. Now, the risk is much increased. It's very high. And in many indicators and in many surveys and in in many measurements, the risk is as high as it was back at the all-time high. So just like we saw in the first leg down in 2022, where the S&P fell 25% and the NASDAQ fell 38%, now, instead of taking that potential loss in your investments, you can move some or all of your money into these things called CDs, certificates of deposit, And T bills, short-term treasury instruments where the principal is guaranteed, no risk. And the return is the guarantee of the interest rate or somewhere between five and five and a half percent. So you can exchange your potential risk of 30 to 50% of your stock capital. That's the potential loss with zero risk. In a CD or treasury bill. Well, what do you get for getting out of the market? Well, again, in the short term interest rate vehicles, CDs and treasury bills, you're going to get five, five and a half percent. You're not going to get any increased potential in your principal. You're only going to get your principal back and a guarantee of five, five and a half percent. In the stock market, you may get an increase in your principal. Depends on if the market goes up and continues to go higher to the point where you need the money. But you do have that high risk, higher than last October, November, and December. The highest risk since the all time high is right now. And the only alternative that makes sense are one of two things. Again, reduce risk and earn an interest rate. And both of those which were not available in 2021 are now available. Interest rates began to bottom in March of 2020 and began to rise, but they weren't really high enough at the end of 22 to warrant people moving out of the stock market other than to remove risk from their investments. The interest rate wasn't really high enough, but now it is. Now the interest rate is the highest it's been in eight or 10 years. And the risk to stocks, the risk of principal to stocks and bonds and housing and Bitcoin and gold is now back to its highest level since the all-time highs. So here you go. Another myth busted, another fallacy laid open Don't buy it, don't believe it. There's always an alternative. So Tina is not always your friend. Here's how you can tell when Tina is actually your friend. When nobody wants to be in stocks, when nobody wants to be in real estate, when nobody wants gold, when nobody wants Bitcoin, okay, that's the time to be in. That's when there's no alternative because everybody else is overly worried. What about Bitcoin right here, right now? It's no longer 70,000. It's been all the way down to 15,000. It crashed 80%. Where is it now? Well, now it's 27,000. So it's almost doubled in six months. Is now the time to be buying Bitcoin? Or six months ago, the time to have been buying it? Of course, it just doubled. So the time to have been buying it was six months ago. Here, it's doubled. It's not quite at that same doubled level, but it's much higher than it was. So this is the time to potentially wait and let things settle out. We're getting into a presidential election season. We're about a year away from the primaries in most states and things get crazy in the last year before an election so lock it in lock in your return protect your capital take the alternative say goodbye to tina and consider the new alternative that we've just uncovered for you all right hey you know what oftentimes we we get some questions from the audience that we like to read and answer. Today, we're going to keep it short and I'll get to those in the coming weeks. For now, this will have to do it. We got you. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. Hey, I really wanted to thank everyone for honoring us and taking the time to listen to our show. There's, of course, tens of thousands of podcasts out there now, and we're grateful that you find the time to Come back and listen to ours. Just know that we got you.